nasty, nasty part two, we're going to call this, you know, I know I say it so often and I talk about us being so consumed with appearances and we're so concerned by when we go to somebody's house, their house could be neat as a pin and yet they could be eating people in their basement. But because you saw their house and it was neat as a pin and they drove the right car, you didn't look any further. I'm not saying because your house is neat, you're chopping up people in your basement. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that what is really nasty in terms of our standards why are we more concerned with our, our, our outside than our inside? Why do we spend more money putting the right kind of gas into our cars than, you know, making sure that our whole communities have access to the kinds of foods that we want to be able to feed our children? Sometimes the environments, uh, right now I'm staying in an area where the closest store is a 99 cent store and there's nothing in there with nutrition. And I know that a lot of people that are living in the hood, there's nothing but stores around them that have nothing of nutrition. And even with the gentrification, you've got Whole Foods moving in, that's GMO, and that's expensive. So instead of just complaining, what are the solutions that we have to dealing with all sorts of toxicity? And I'm I'm gonna bring in just I'm I'm just touching on it. We can go in depth into each area later on, but the gentleman that you just heard previously, Jeff uh, Rents and John Rappaport, they were talking about um, these concepts that we are here hearing introduced on the news. We get narratives on the news which we accept as fact, when half of it is really promotional copy from pharmaceutical companies. So you'll hear on the news um, that there's some disease or there's some problem, there's some this, and it should be addressed in this way. And then I bet people don't correlate in the next coming days, the next coming weeks, the ad campaigns that they're seeing for whatever kind of medication, for what ails them. And people are under the false notion that if they take this medication, that their problem is going to be solved or that it's going to be better. When you know that anytime you introduce anything artificially into the body, the body gets the signal, oh, I don't have to produce antibodies or I don't have to become immune or or heal these things because you are introducing something that is going to take care of that. And then that's why you become dependent on that product for the rest of your life. And this company runs away with millions of dollars. So they basically paid for propaganda through the MSM. So for the people that are sitting there talking about, oh, you're telling us the news is fake, it's just a conspiracy. No. You know 
Anybody with sense, with open eyeballs, that's watching television or hearing uh, your radio or whatever, you know that we are being um, advertised to with a whole slew of things that be- can become habit-forming or that are-, are adverse to the body. Things that we never even heard of, I'm like a restless leg, dry eyeball. I mean, I don't even know. I, and I'm, if anybody's suffering from those things, I'm not demeaning your suffering. I'm just saying that we're taking these premises in as fact. And then when people are stressed and they don't have the number one thing is that we each don't have support systems and that we don't have any type of spiritual practice in play to help us deal with the bombardment of toxicity that we're facing. And when people talk about, well, I don't believe in anything. I'm just going to be an atheist and I have the right and you do have the right. And when spiritual people are saying your spirituality is of value and it's important and it is a critical part of the equation of what makes up a healthy functioning human being. That's exactly what I've been trying to say to people that don't really, maybe spirituality is, it seems like a vague thing to them. If they didn't really grow up with it, I mean, just because you go to church, your family could have taken you to church, your family could have taken you to temple, but it doesn't mean that you have any type of feeling, connection, awareness, it's not a necessity for you, it's not a function, maybe you felt it damaged you, whatever it is that you feel, I'd like to give you a different framework for understanding why spirituality is important and why the preservation of the right to choose your spiritual practice is essential and it's worth defending. And why am I saying this? Because a lot of people are out here without a support system. It's everybody for themselves. All we have are our devices. All we have in the entertainment industry, which instead of being completely about artistry and meeting the spiritual need of the human being, which is where the humanities and, and that basis in art comes from, the writing, the words, the lyricism, the poetry, the visual art, the sound, um, all of that is supposed to be involved. It is a spirit. Art is supposed to be spiritual. It is. It can't be. That's what it is. How a human being feels, how they res- experience their environment, what what emotion. It's a way that the emotion is expressed through whatever medium or media that it is. And it is spiritual. Make no mistake, you're either showing the spiritual content or you're showing the lack of 
of spiritual connection. So when we get to that state where you think you got PTSD because you you can't remember, it's not important, uh, just whatever processing information. Some people, let me tell you, I taught for a while in schools when kids are bombarded in negative environments, whether it's through bullying, whether it's through peer pressure, whether it's not fitting in, whether it's being told they got to cut off the body parts, or they're told they're not special, or they only see girls getting attention, or the parents ignoring them at home, or whatever the situation is. There's no counter for that. And that's what spirituality does. I'm not saying you have to agree with the Christian tradition. I'm telling you that there was a reason why Christianity flourished in so many ways. And that is when you see little children that are taught to pray. And they're taught to talk to whatever their concept of God is. I don't see any grandparents going, oh, God is this and God is that. You, that's your private time. And you say your prayers. Remember you taught that as a little kid? And this is the exact thing that they're that they're targeting now to take that prayer out of schools. That's all the same thing that New Agers are preaching that meditation is. It's just a different word for a different thing. When you're saying your prayers and, and you're on your knees as a child, first you're being taught humility. Second, and, and the, the beauty of the humility is that you don't have to face everything alone. That you can tap into a source that can provide answers to you. Through your subconscious, you can find answers. You can ask questions through the silence or how or white noise or whatever it is that it takes through that prayer the humbleness to get on your knees and give give it over. That's two, that's surrender. Surrendering to the source and then listening in the quiet for you to hear the answers that you already know. And we already are vast uh, resources of information and infinite wisdom. All of us are connected to the great divine, every single, we have this within. But the bombardment of the toxicity, every single cut, every single slice, we're, being, we're, we're in a spiritual war. I don't know how else I can tell people. And what are the weapons? Words, pictures. Commercials, advertisement, marketing, movies, television shows. I'm not demonizing everything. But I'm telling you that the fact that many of us don't take enough responsibility for what we're, the toxicity that we're consuming. And sometimes we can't help it. Even me, I'm in a situation where I'm having to fight for my rights and, and I don't feel that there's anybody I can talk to. I, don't, I, I have, thank God, so many different ways that I can say all of this that I'm feeling. Thank, I don't, I, I don't, what would I do if I couldn't write? 
What would I do if I couldn't speak? And I will tell you, for the people that criticize uh, me not singing as much or writing to the extent that they want in terms of writing music or whatever, a blessing has occurred in what happened to me and my choice of taking my power of saying, these people aren't going to pay. I'm going to control how I do this. And, or rather to limit it in a certain way, not control. And the blessing that came from that, as I was focusing on writing and acting and obviously being able to do the comedic stuff, that it wasn't just about how something sounded making beautiful sounds. It was what is the root of what I'm saying? What is the root of it? What am I speaking? What am I meaning? What am I feeling? Once I took that, the dynamic of music off of it, I can add it anytime that I want. But it made me have to sharpen, sharpen it just so much. And then in me sharpening what my my expression, my modes of expression as an actor, as a performer, as a public speaker, whatever. It re, my, it refined my thought. It provi- provided a structure for my thought and therefore my feelings, because I could say what it was that I wanted to say in the way that I wanted to say it. And then then you are empowered. And you're not a victim. And you can be frustrated. You can, you know, that's why we go to the movies. That's why, you know, even in church or whatever, wherever we are where we hear orators. These are people that have the power or the, the um, just the ability to convey the emotion of what we're thinking and what we're feeling. And to help us be able to think it out. And what happens is when you're so bombarded with the pressures or with false programming of the self, they are reprogramming us, our concepts of ourselves, of what we look like. Or if you went through molestation, because this person did this thing to you, and maybe you can't tell anybody about it or whatever. You're da- that whole thought, you are damaged. No, you. I'm going to tell you right now, you are not damaged. Your, your etheric, or I forgot the word for it, but your, the blueprint of who you are and the positiveness of you being a, a, a creature that is a, a light being that is housed in this physical body. You are perfection. Everything about you is perfect. You just don't know it. Because we are like fighting it and we are whatever, whatever. It's perfect. And no matter what anybody did to you, you still are perfect. And you can still, in every second, you are a creator. You can recreate yourself. 
You, what do they say? I think they say something like every seven years, the body fully, um, you, you, you regrow everything. And that tells you that all these injuries that people have, we don't need cloning. We can regrow our parts. The, 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 our immune system, if we stop taking all these drugs, vaccines, and everything, can heal everything. This is in the Bible. This is alchemy. And there's no witchcraft involved in it. It is the power of the word, just as the creator did, to speak the word and then to get spiritually aligned that you can say that word, whether aloud, whether you write it down, whether you're saying it in your head, your self-talk, our ability to visualize and say, no, I'm creating it and it is this. Or this is what resonates with me. And you get align, in alignment with that truth. And if it really is the truth and it vibrates, then you will have power. And many people feel powerless. And then that's when they turn to the doctors. Because they don't have, they, you know, how many people, when you try to share the fact that you're hurt, you're hurting the fact that some situation is damaging you, the fact that you don't like the way somebody talks to you, even if it's a parent, even if it's a sibling, even if it's a, um, a co-worker, a boss, a whomever, and even if it's, even if it's just something, you, you know, people that, that they really don't mean no harm, any harm, but, uh, there's someone, I won't say who it is, but sometimes calls women bimbos. Hey, bimbo. And, and I really don't think that he thinks anything by it. But that over time is like Chinese water torture. It's damaging. And that's why they say, this is why in the Bible, that this is why they, they tell us, treat your neighbor as you want to, treat, you want to be treated. And that every, every, everything that we say, you know, we know that it has a cost and we've got, we've got to fight battles. I'm not saying we don't have to fight battles and everything is kumbaya. I'm saying if we can tap into our spiritual power, that we don't have to be victims. We don't have to feel like that, that we can't do anything in this situation or that we need to go to a doctor. We're going to lose our minds if we don't take this medication or whatever. Sometimes the people around us are not evolved enough to support us. They just are not there because they're messed up themselves. And imagine if you're a kid and all the adults in your life are more immature than you could ever be. You have no role model. And so that's where the idolatry and the surrogates come in of the celebrities and everything. And it's not the celebrity's fault directly because somebody is over them deciding what human beings will be consuming. And that's where the public has the power to say, we don't want this or that. We want it like this is the kind of society that we want. So how do we work on this toxicity? 
by us having this time, this time that I'm taking right now. I'm sure there's people, she's wasting time, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I don't get all of this spiritual stuff. What is she talking? I'm so sick of her talking about this. She don't know nobody. Who is she? Who she thinks she is? And You know, this is how people talk. As if you can't have a valid argument or a positive um substantive solution to issues and problems that face people because a you don't look right you don't have a a degree or you don't make enough money or you're not attractive or you're fat or you know you got three kids and, and you don't make a lot of money whatever it is this is again false programming we all have feelings It doesn't mean that they're fact, but it means that that's valid for you. And so if you're in an environment that that just is adverse to your being and you need to find a way to break through that wall of hate, that even if you try to tell people that how frustrated, how many people have seen me where I've said I'm being spied on, and my work is being taken. And people just, they, they've heard Edward Snowden tell everyone that we're being spied on. They've heard the reports that their smart device is listening to everything that we say. They've heard it all. And they still do not connect the obvious. And I've been frustrated. But I take this time, this time, this radio show, all the things that I'm about, that I'm creating, that I'm doing, And my mom taught me this, is to use your talents and your gifts, your art, to create solutions for challenges or for so-called problems. And that's what I'm doing. I'm frustrated by what I see going on in this country. I'm frustrated by the system that I see in place and and seeing people that don't understand that we are not as free as they think we are because somebody got on TV and said a good speech or had a nice outfit on or they rocked their SNL appearance or impression. These issues are deeper and more important than appearance. Actual progress, actual um, achievement needs to actually be happening and not just hyper-propaganda that you see in a magazine or that you hear on a television station. We, we have a whole government that is supposed to be dealing with issues, things that have not been solved for 30 and 50 years, never been addressed. And all we do is put somebody else in office that says they're going to fix the problem and nothing ever gets fixed. Each of us has to snatch our mind back from all of the bombardment of what we're hearing in the world. If you don't know the Lord, and I don't say the Lord because we know that Yahuwah that's his real name, was taken out of the King James Version. And I'm, by the way, I'm going to find out King James supposedly is not um, 
the figure that we've been told that he is blaming all of the uh the changes and everything on him. I'm going to find out all that stuff and I'm going to bring it to you in a real news report. But the point is that Bible is a survival manual. Take the religion out of it. People have used, misused religion to create the worst crimes that there are. There's more pedophiles in the church than there are probably in Nambla. And I'm not even kidding about that. We cannot give creditation, or what's the word? We cannot give uh, credit, yes, to organizations just because they say that they worship Yahuwah, and yet they don't open their church doors to poor people. And yet, they're spending money on everything. They're supporting agendas which are anti-human, adverse to Yahuwah's law. If you do not know Yahuwah, do not be disgusted and put off by people that are supposed to be championing his work. It's not his fault. At the end, he might tell these people, I never knew you. Do not judge by men. Do not judge by appearance. Do not be an idealizer. And everybody, even I, we all know that we have role models and that's not bad because we each are supposed to shine that divine light and be examples to each other. I'm not saying that either. I'm saying if we can snatch ourselves back from the bombardment of other people's opinions of, and believe me, people that hate your guts, they do do it on purpose. We know that. And, and I'm not going to play that game with you that people aren't, don't do crummy things. People that you date do crummy, all, all kinds of stuff. And when people do that stuff, that's because they feel a lack of power in their lives. So by hurting you, that makes them feel more powerful. So if we can take ourselves out of that, and that's what I'm doing in this intimate bit of time that I'm sharing with you on this radio show. I'm talking directly from my soul to your soul. I'm not perfect. I don't have to be. I just have to be myself and be honest and give it all that I've got. And I'm saying that if we can have some kind of time where we're not hearing all these false voices, all these false ideas, just all of it. If you can distance yourself and detach to the point where you can hear what you really think. And number two, oh, who knows what number it is. You know what I would suggest if you want to come to a conclusion about something? And you have a tough decision to make. And if you look at me, you can see that this is how I'm making this decision the best that I can. And that is to be, get as much information as you can on a subject. It could be completely uh, different sources. The more diverse, the better. You can have two completely um, contradicting perspectives. 
if you can take yourself out of it, your ego out of it, whatever, and look from both sides and put yourself in the shoes of each one of those people and see why they see it that way or why they want to see it that way, and then you come to the truth. But you can only do that when you're in that space by yourself. And many people have trouble being by themselves. They feel afraid. They feel lonely. They feel, uh, I don't know how they feel. But the biggest gift, I talk about my mother a lot because every day it just becomes apparent to me not only how wonderful she was, but things that I didn't understand that I understand better now, that she taught me how to be alone, how to be self-sufficient. And it's not about being alone. I don't feel alone. I do not feel alone because that I'm connected to the divine. I'm not alone. I'm every moment. He's talking to me. I'm walking past a tree. I'm getting information. I'm breathing, uh, even though I'm breathing chemtrails or whatever. I'm, I'm a part, I'm connected to my environment. When I hear music, I'm connected to it. When I hear words, connected to it. Emotions, frequencies, they're like strings, invisible strings, just like the airwaves. They carry the internet and they carry radio waves and all that kind of stuff. Microwaves, all that stuff. You've got to know that just because your human eye can't see it, that it exists and it affects you. People's thoughts, it does, no, even if you know the truth, it can affect you unless you learn how to put a special, I, I'm going to talk you through this process. You can call it prayer. You can call it meditation. You can call it visualization. However you need to define it for yourself. Um, I'm going to teach you a technique. It's like, um, and for the sci-fi heads, this might help you too, because I know so, so many people have seen superhero movies and all that kind of stuff. You are a superhero. No matter what anybody has said about you, told you to your face. Sometimes people are still hurt by things that people said when they were three, when they were four. And those, those things, those conspiracy theories, unfortunately, became truths because you heard it too many times, or it was spoken with conviction by somebody who's supposed to love you. It doesn't mean a thing. You can disintegrate it as if you were a gamer playing Warcraft. You are a creator. You are so powerful. And you can just go anywhere you want in your mind. You do not need virtual reality glasses. That is a handicap because then that's doing the work for you rather than you creating a new environment with your mind. And I don't care what it is, whatever language you need to speak, whether it's a prayer closet, whether it's your basement, whether it's under your bed, wherever it needs to be. 
go there in your mind. Go to that place where everything is possible and you are strong. The you that you were before people told you all kinds of things, before whatever happened happened to you, that original perfect you that you were from your earliest memories. And you need to think of a light circle, almost like blowing bubbles. And you enter that bubble. Make it the most beautiful bubble, any shape that you want, any colors that you want. Imbue it with any uh, power or energy that you want. And it is instilled with all the properties of the etheric you, your original you, the perfect you. And the great thing about it is that it's not a prison. It's a a permeable membrane, if you're a scientific nerd. Meaning that you can look out and you can accept and take in anything into your cell or your cells that you feel is nutritive, um, that is a nutrient, or that is uh, of comfort, that is of stimulation, of positivity. You can take in anything that's good and anything that's bad, you can get rid of it. And now many people misunderstand me and how I am in certain situations. They do not understand my personal techniques with emotion. I don't always have a ton of energy. I don't have a ton of resources. I don't have a ton of anything to protect myself in certain ways. And believe me, I'm not going to tell you every single thing that I do to survive. But (sighs) processing emotion is something that I do. It is not an accident. And I know how, I know how to take those things. People are like, oh, well, you don't have to let yourself blah, 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 blah. Certain things need to be said about certain things that are bigger than me. I can see that it's bigger than me. And it needs to be said in such a way that people understand it. Understand it to the point that they can feel it. Because it's not just my voice and my situation. I'm speaking for so, so many people that I've seen. Children that I've seen. That kid in the class who the teacher's going to ignore. Because they always ask the questions that she doesn't know the answers to. Or the, the one that all the kids seem to listen to that detracts the attention away. And so they always get treated a certain way. I've seen it all. I've seen so many situations. I don't need, I can't even speak to the situations that I've seen. The stupid cliquishness of elitism. I've experienced almost every side of it. Believe me. multiracially on so many different stratas and I could look at that as a bad thing or I could look at it as a positive thing as I'm getting older I see wow Yahuwah 
You put me in those situations so that I could observe. And even if I'm not exactly what that person is, I'm having a one-to-one, I can become that person and experience it as if I'm them. I can tell that story. So I could look at it as a bad thing. Why did I go through that? Or I could say, wow, I know what that pain is in many different ways. I can write that pain. I can be that pain. I can sing that pain. I can put that pain into an oboe or whatever it is that I need to. These are things that I will be working on and these are, you know, challenges. Not challenges, but just things that are ahead of me. Everything does not have to be done at once. We're putting in phases where we put in work on something. When you, every time you learn a skill, that's really why I thought people went to school so that we have an organized curriculum where we learn a set of skills, we achieve, and then we learn the next skill that's higher than that, and then we keep going forth until we become enough of a master to be able to take all those skills and to answer questions and to solve problems in the real world. That's not what's been going on. We each have our own physiology. We each have our own way, our own skills, our own gifts. Everybody has them. But everybody's different. I see now in my life that nothing happened by accident. Nothing happened by accident. It happened the way it happened on purpose. And I accept that. I, you have to know, it's, it's that, what is that saying that says, uh, oh, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the, um, something, and uh, the knowledge to accept the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. I think I messed that up. But anyway, you understand what it is that I'm saying. When you're looking at me and you're looking at certain situations, you're only seeing me. And that's where you got a mistake. Because I'm you. I'm everybody. You're everybody. If you say, well, how can she love Yahuwah and then say that these people are all right or that's all right or whatever? I'm not a, I'm not a judge. I can't cast any stones at anybody. And let me also say this to you, if you're doing that, that no demographic, despite the depopulation agenda, is going away. All that one type of person that you can't stand, they're not going anywhere. Whether you like them or not, whether I like it or not, black people (laughs) are not going to all be gone. You know, there's people that want that. There's some some black people in Africa that are mad that they did what they did and they want all white people gone. White people ain't going anywhere. There's some people that want all gay people gone. That's not happening. There's some people that want, I mean, there's some people that don't want women to be seen and heard. That's happening. Nobody's going anywhere. We all have to be here we want to we all want to be here 
We want the right to be here. We want the right to live without infringing or dictating the standards and lifestyles of each other. And that's where people are bumping heads. But no one's really got the guts to really start having the conversations we need to have to shape public policy and morality that we all can live with. Standards. And that needs to change. And change is uncomfortable. A lot of people, they don't agree with my methods. They don't, whatever, whatever. I can't worry about it. Whatever tools the Most High has given me, that's what I have to use. I have no, I I don't have anything else. Do you see anybody else in here helping me? They're not. No one's helping me. What I have that's abundant is I will tell you what I have and this I feel like this is so important because and why do I I'm using myself as an example so that you can understand me and you can understand yourself and we can understand each other and have respect for each other that fortunately the people in my life I would say I've had a good Every single type of person and demographic be like my mother was to me. I've had several Jewish nanas that have taken care of me, stimulated my mind, educated me, loved me as their own. I've had West Indian mothers and grandmothers that fed me and were kind and, and giving me spiritual um, education as if I was their own. I've had Asians that have treated me as their own and, and talked to me and, and um, given me history, oral history, and beauty, and a understand, different understanding of spirituality. I've had Latino in my own family and in my environment where I, I when I was little, I, I didn't even have identity because I was loved by so many diverse people. I've had gay teachers that helped instill in me a respect for composers, respect for artists. They taught me that. And I don't forget it. And I carry it. And I know what kind of people they were. And I know they stood for good things. So you can't tell me anything about any race, any gender, any demographic. You cannot tell me. Because I was raised by it. And I'm, that's a piece of me. And I told you all that in 2015 when you first came at me. When you thought you knew who I was. I told you. But you didn't believe me. We're all a part of each other. If we can all shake off this fake matrix, we can take our world back and we can be creators of the world that we want to live in, where we want to be. We can do this. And it's so exciting 
There's people that are afraid of the future because they know what these evil people have planned. Don't be afraid. Stand up. Open your mind and open your mouth. And we win because we're in greater numbers. People that are have their souls intact and their minds intact and they're getting their bodies better prepared to handle the stresses. If we all stand together and can overlook our imperfections, we can stop this. It's not even about stopping it. It's about creating the world that we want and the standards that we want and if we we can define that clearly all the falsehoods fall away it's that it's that powerful it's just standing with the truth i love everyone i hope you have a great weekend kyler powers radio